Welcome. You have entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simron. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simron. Good morning and welcome. It is a delight to be with you today. We are moving through 2022 at a very fast pace. And it seems that life does tend to get busier. Even with what has slowed us down over the past couple of years, it can often be very easy to slip back into old patterns, to get busy, to become distracted, or to get caught up in different things and forget perhaps what our true purpose is on the planet, to remain connected to our inner self, to continue that bridge and that thread of the great source that flows around us and within us, the deeper spiritual power and insight and awareness that is available to us, and how the world outside of us is this beautiful landscape for play, for adventure, for exploration, to simply know ourselves more deeply. I'm very excited to have my guest today's sister, Dr. Jenna. Uh, She is not only an incredibly wise and kind and delightful soul, she is filled with wit and wonder. Uh, I awe at the way she bridges the worlds of spirituality and politics and science and life in general uh, to bring so many different people together to a place where we all move more towards peace, towards love, towards kindness and connection. She has uh, created some magnificent things uh, over the last years, and she has released a new book where she is featured, and it is called Meditation. And that is something that I think is some profound place that we all must learn to deepen into, regardless of our practice or whether there is none, to be able to meditate, to contemplate, to be with ourselves can be the single most powerful process, experience, and expression to change the course of our planet. Meditation is intimate experiences with the divine through contemplative practices. It's a book in the Common Sentience series, an uncommon book series that shares spiritual wisdom and true stories of the mystical experiences we are having in our everyday lives. Sister Dr. Jenna is the author of this recently released book, And as an acclaimed, trusted spiritual mentor, she is committed to bridging divides in societies and bridging relationships between global influencers and the everyday mundane. Sister Jenna is the founder and director of the Brahma Kumaris Meditation Museum, the host of the popular America Meditating Radio Show, and recipient of the President's Lifetime National Community Service Award. Sister Jenna is a member of the Evolutionary Leader Circle and was selected by Empower a Billion Women 2020 as one of the 100 most influential leaders of 2015. She has really created some incredible work and has influenced and impacted thousands upon thousands of people, um, not only in the United States, but all over the world. She is constantly expanding um, the ability to awaken individuals to simple acts of pure kindness and connection to the ways that we can come together through meditation, contemplation, 
and simply learning through very many different growth practices. Uh, you can find out more about her at americameditating.org or brahmakumaris.org. And before I bring her on, I want to uh, congratulate her uh, and Ricky Cage. They're nominated for a Grammy on the Om Shanti album. And in addition, you can find out more about classes, meditations, webinars, and meetings at the americameditating.org website. So without further ado, welcome, Sister Mm -hmm. Jenna, to 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you, Simran. Om Shanti, everyone. And you know what? When I hear those bios, I begin to realize how busy I keep myself and I need to stop. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's a fine line between busyness and dharma. (laughs) Hey, you know, I, I tell you no lie. I feel that once my soul has entered this body, I better do something with it. Why sit back and just wait for time, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. And you certainly are an inspiration and a change maker. And I think, you know, sometimes it is our ability to be inspired to act that is very distinctly different than just busyness. And when I see you, I see someone inspired to act. Can you talk a little bit about how you see that distinction and why meditation is so necessary to have the inspired action versus the the distracted busyness. Thank you. And first, I want to share that, you know, you're so right. You're on the money. I'm not busy where it's because I don't have anything better to do with myself. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just the call. I think we all have gotten a call, but some of us kind of remain distracted and we weren't able to respond to it. But I also want to just say thank you for acknowledging the role that I'm playing or the part that seems to be my incarnation of this lifetime. Um, It's nice to be appreciated and recognized, but that's not the reason that I do what I do. But sometimes it just says, hey, we got you. You know, you're doing something good. So I appreciate that. So thank you for the warm, warm welcome. Um, I believe that we're at a very critical moment, like maybe 95% of the world's population. We can sense it in our bones. Something is giving. And some of us are just responding to it from an interior perspective. We're paying attention to our thoughts, how these thoughts are making us feel. If it's going against my peace and my harmony and divinity and clarity, then there's some work to do. And that's the importance, I feel, of this time, why we need to meditate and why I meditate as something, Simran. Simran, I just cannot handle deceiving myself anymore. Mm. There's something that hits me so deep when I put myself in denial and pretend I'm not affected. Pretend that I'd rather yell and scream than smile and be sweet. I just need to be true to myself. And that's one of the main reasons why meditation is a very big part of my life. It makes you honest with your being. You know, that brings up a big piece because there is so much in the world that we're facing and it can be very triggering, whether it is within one's own home or their community that is around them or whether they're looking at global events that are taking place that impact someone else and may not necessarily personally impact them, but yet 
strike a chord inside that creates the rage or the sadness or the grief or the jealousy mm-hmm. or whatever that is. And mm-hmm. you talked about, you know, you don't want to betray or lie to yourself anymore. And so often in that reactive space, many don't realize that they are betraying or lying to themselves. And so what's the, what's the moment that, or the, the, impulse that we can strike right now to say stop and you know <laughs> really take a look at at, at what meditation or, or contemplation can do to shift mm-hmm. to shift that uh, reactive state um, and projection in the external world versus looking at how those are being created by the inner world check the way you're feeling you know, I just got back from India and Thailand just about five days ago, and both cult- cultures have so much to offer you, but I felt two different things in both cultures, and I was asking why. And I just realized that each energy helps you to see yourself in different forms, and then you discern what's going to take you closer to divinity. Your freedom is what I call divinity truth and purity and I came to America to welcome an image that I saw on my social media of uh, an actor that in America we love and have respected and has done a lot of good work Will Smith slapping Chris Rock on a live program for the Oscars and then observing the narratives that are taking place after the slap took place mm-hmm and one of the ones, one one that I'm finding is missing is that I think there's a mental issue there. You don't go up on the stage and slap someone because a comedian is saying something, even though there are so many factors why you could be justified to perform that action. The point that I'm making, for all of us who watched that moment, tell me if you felt peaceful. Tell me if you felt pure at heart. Tell me if you felt God. And the answer would be no, no, no. So, you know, sometimes I think we're seeing scenes and we're bumping into uh, events and situations in our entire world that are trying to help us to see ourselves. And it's been, it, it fascinates me to look at the conversation, some of them, I'm not going heavily into it, so please don't judge me for what I'm going to say. I've just kind of skimmed through it just for a little that there are people who are justifying the act. There are people who are saying it's inappropriate. That we're just not even clear. Peace is peace. You can't go to war for peace. Peace is peace. If you stand for peace, I stand for peace. There's no need for war. So I feel that we must check what we're feeling is what I'm saying, Simran. That even watching the Oscars, which is supposed to be a moment of celebration and entertainment and excitement, became a moment for us to think about our values and what we have become as people and what are the different forms of mental illness that are out there that look like they're okay, but they're not. And so the more we meditate and look deep within ourselves, then we start to discern what I need to stop feeding as a thought process. And we begin to start to get acclimated or used to feeling this energy of um peace and I use peace not lightly everyone peace is where I'm not afraid even to be truthful with my imperfection that's how deep peace is for me I don't have to be perfect to be at peace 
but I can be at peace with my imperfections knowing I'm still a working process. But if I don't have that acceptance of my imperfection and I'm trying to be someone I'm not, or I'm trying to fulfill a desire that somebody else has of me and I am struggling on the inside, which is obviously Mr. Smith was struggling on the inside, that look at what happens in our behavior. Look at the example we set for our kids. How many kids are now going to go in school and just because they don't like what a kid says goes up and slaps a kid? Why? Because the great Will Smith did that to pick up for his wife. Was he really picking up for his wife or was it just the straw that broke the camel's back of issues that he has to deal with as a person? And I'm not making this into an Oscar conversation. I'm not saying that what the soul did was right or wrong. I'm saying that how did you feel initially when you witnessed that? Was it shock and awe or was it love and applause? That's how you check yourself if you're deceiving yourself. Yes or no? There's no gray in between. Yes or no? That's a great analysis and analogy to bring forward with what we're discussing And in particular, to also notice, going back to what you were saying about the betrayal and no longer willing to lie to the self, to to tell the absolute truth. Because if you notice, the evening went on as if nothing happened. And that's where we do this in even everyday life. We kind of go on as if nothing happened. We don't see what we're really feeling. We don't look at what really took place. We don't necessarily understand the different levels within us and what they're moving through because we're so quickly what do you think trying to to stay with the crowds trying to accommodate what life is saying why is it do you think that uh, we struggle as a species to move beyond the human condition Great question. I think we're just not used to it anymore. We're not used to having honest dialogues with each other. We're not used to honestly looking in the mirror and accepting whatever it is is good enough. My mother has dementia and it's been quite a process for me to figure me out. And I've learned that based on the way that I'm treating my mother, it's showing me what I have become as a person. Now that sometimes hits true to me at such a deep level because then I can celebrate, oh my goodness, I'm such a good daughter. But at those moments when I'm not, I'm like, what just happened to me? Where am I going with this? Why am I speaking to her like this? Why am I doing this? And then I realized that I still have such room within my soul that I need to give attention and care and love and wisdom too. And I think that if we don't offer the interior world enough attention, enough attention to just listen to what you're feeling and going through and then decide for yourself if you want to keep feeding that emotion, I think that we're going to get many cases of individuals that are so numb. We become so numb to the complexities of our nature that something that took place at the Oscars numbified and shocked everyone that we couldn't even see it for what it's worth because what are the things that comes into play? Oh, money, reputation, my name, my brand. 
that even the person who would go up after Will, I didn't see the Oscars completely. I'm just hearing what people are telling me. But even the act that came up after Chris and Will, what could they say? The four acts that came up after that, what could they say? I think they were numb. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't know what I would do if I was in charge of producing that show. If I would just tell everyone, hold up a minute, what just happened here? Pause world. This is a moment for growth and learning. You know, it's it's a hard call, Simran. It's a hard one. All I know is um, it's time for us to address the elephants in the room. And where we are in a culture such as you and I, where the Indian culture very rarely addresses the elephant in the room. This is why the culture becomes so complex in its relationship handling. That I think we're in this era where the elephant has definitely gotten our attention and we are now addressing it. Maybe two minutes later, maybe five minutes later. But we're talking about the elephant in the room and we're talking about the elephant within the self now. And we're becoming more and more comfortable with that conversation. And that's a really, really, really good thing. It's time to tell the truth. And how you do that is you activate your inner power through meditation. Contemplate the intimate journey of coming home to yourself as Sister Dr. Jenna and the sacred storytellers that are in this book share their true personal stories about meditation as a gateway into the mystical. You can learn how to listen to your inner silence. You can overcome life's obstacles, reclaim your spiritual power, and immerse in the presence of the divine. You will read others' mindful moments that led to heartfelt clarity, embracing wounds, medical miracles, and how people connect to those that they lost. Claimed spiritual mentor, Sister Dr. Jenna expands the concept of meditation to the highest level, from simple relaxation to ecstatic union with Source. You can find out <clears throat> excuse me, more from americameditating.org, or you can go to brahmakamaris.org. Definitely check out all of the classes, meditations, and webinars in addition to the meetings. Again, the book is Meditation, Intimate Experiences with the Divine Through Contemplative Practices. We'll be right back with more of Sister Dr. Jenna. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. Do you want more, more joy, more abundance, more power and presence? How would it feel to have more loving relationships? 
more empowered community, greater fulfillment, and life purpose, the 1111 Mastermind Community inspires, empowers, guides, and supports transformation. Shift your mind, expand your heart, deepen insights, let go and chart a new course, dream a new dream. The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. Sister Dr. Jenna shared a powerful dialogue in the first segment, and it did point to mental health. It pointed to our relationship to ourselves. And because of that, I want to bring a, uh, my sponsor, BetterHelp, because it is such a powerful sponsor and such a powerful time to take advantage of reaching out and getting the support that you need, whether you are someone that's just dealing with stress or someone that is dealing with deep anxieties, fears, anger, or simply dealing with relationship issues. Relationships take work, especially the most important one you can have in your life, which is the relationship with yourself. A lot of us will drop anything to go help someone we care about. We'll go out of our way to treat other people well. But how often do we give ourselves the same treatment? It's so important to be able to take the time and evaluate oneself. And as you deepen into the practices that we're going to be talking about with Sister Jenna, know that you can also receive some support through BetterHelp, H-E-L-P's online therapy. They want to remind you that you matter just as much as everyone else does. And therapy is a great way to make sure you show up for yourself. It is through my own coaching, through my own personal growth work, through my own introspection all these years that I've been able to maintain an aligned mind and emotional intelligence. And that is something that you can achieve as well by getting your own licensed professional therapist. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. And... 1111 Talk Radio listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com forward slash 11. Spell out the word 11. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash 11. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you will be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. So if there is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals, or dealing with life as it is, BetterHelp will assess your needs and help you to reach the goals that you have. Now, this is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. 
it is professional therapy done securely online, and there is a broad range of expertise available. So go ahead and uh, write that down or mm-hmm. open a window to click on that and get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash 11. My guess, can I, yes. Simran, can I say I actually signed my mom up for that BetterHelp, and it was so helpful for her. Mm. When she was just approaching her stages of Alzheimer's and I just didn't have the bandwidth or the time or to be able to take her here and there. And we got such good coaches or or individuals that could help her. And we did it for a few months and I saw how it was helpful for her. So I'm just saying that BetterHelp was really, really a good, good alternative to assist her at the time when I needed it the most. Well, thank you. And I think with what you brought up in the first segment and with what so many people are dealing with today, I mean, we've been through a pandemic. Mm. Uh, people have been isolated. In In the bigger picture, it was a thing that needed to happen to get people to be with themselves yeah. uh, in a way to allow emotions to come up. But, you know, in the intimacy of it, many people have struggled. Many people have questioned who they are or lost jobs or left jobs or changed their circumstances. And oftentimes through that angst, the very last thing that anyone might think of is going to learn meditation. You know, mm-hmm. oftentimes we get in that that cycle, that loop of, of our patterns and our behaviors and that angst. And yet it is the very stillness and the stopping mm-hmm. that really make the difference. I'd love for you to give a little bit of a distinction between thinking, pondering, contemplation, and meditation to help people understand, you know, what these different things are. Because I think one thing people struggle is when they sit down to meditate, the thoughts keep going and then they start thinking. <laughs> and and other times they're waiting for some supernatural something to happen because that's also been kind of purported that we're waiting for some huge thing to happen within our head that means we're meditating. Help help bring some practicality to what this is and why we do it and how we do it. I'll try. I think first and foremost, it's important for our listeners to be in a place for themselves if they're feeling a call for a change. Um, if you're listening to this show, I'm hoping that there's a feeling happening in you that um, you want to make some some important decisions, and they start inside of you. Why? Because the thinking that you're witnessing, it's, they're just not in alignment anymore. You're fighting with yourself. One day it's a yes, another day it's a no. One day you're up and another day you're down. And if you get used to that pattern, when will the transformation occur? But I think there's an awakening that is happening where... We're feeling now, because of the amplification of scenes like with Will Smith, the amplification of the war in Ukraine and Russia, the amplification of a pandemic that took the lives of millions around the world, and so on and so on. We can you know, give all the, ex- the, the reasons why we need to pay attention to what's going on behind our eyes, is that our thinking have to somehow line up with the original worth of our existence. If I can't wake up in the morning and just be happy, then something's wrong. If I just can't wake up just happy, 
not happy because I have a million or my show has got 10 million followers or the president has given me another lifetime achievement award because I keep myself busy, but that I, I'm just happy because the nature of my soul is happy. And then if I can tap into that place and begin to contemplate and all the reasons why my happiness is in me and really contemplate on that, that I can keep awakening all the things that I'm doing right or all the opportunities that I have learned from because things were not the way I wanted it, but I learned a very valuable lesson from that and I couldn't have learned it any other way. That should give me some joy. That's a contemplation. That's where I'm thinking deeper about how do I value these thoughts that are going on in my head. And I think when we get to that point where the soul is able to sense, to feel, where that moment of, of wisdom meets your silence within you, there's an aha, there's a realization that occurs. And then you get into that Madiri, that part of you where you'll start to heal. That's where you start to do your deep work in meditation. And you start to flow with the thoughts that are connected to your eternal, immortal, imperishable self. And the other thoughts that are trying to make you limited, that are fed by, you know, my favorite acronym, ALGE, A for anger, L for lust, G for greed. A for attachment and E for ego. When you can start to identify, I don't think this is me. What we saw at the Oscars was algae. It wasn't the original nature of the soul. That's not the real person. But it will create a narrative to wake us up. So there's something in there that we're learning. So in a way, we're contemplating what we witnessed and saw. And it may be taking us into a deeper process of thinking and, and, and meditation. And within that, a transformation occurs. So the more we practice, I don't know why the whole world, Simran, is not meditating. For the life of me, I have no idea. Yes, when I was in my 20s, I thought it was cuckoo. And I thought people who meditated were losers. <laughs> and they were escape artists, only to realize, oh my goodness, what was taking me so long to dive into the world behind my eyes and begin to explore this universe that has so much to show me. It is a remarkable, a remarkable venture, I tell you. So those are my thoughts in terms of, you know, the thinking and the contemplation and the meditation. So your thoughts will determine, you know, what you're feeding the most. And then for me, I want to focus on what the good is, the happiness that's in me. And I want to contemplate on what are the things that I'm doing right. And then I want to sink into that experience in meditation so it can be amplified in my personality, in my aura, in every decision that I make so that I keep repeating that vibration. You know, I keep repeating it and it goes so deep into my nature that it just becomes automatic pilot for me. So that's my recommendation to um, guide people in understanding the, the differentiation between thoughts, contemplation and meditation. 
I want to go back to something that you you brought up, and it it was you know the question why is not the entire world doing this thing? Mm-hmm. And you also mentioned you know when you were in your twenties how you perceived it, and I imagine that you know an aspect of that is our age stages where we we are enamored with the world and not realizing there's a bigger universe within us, but if we look at the world and we look at, at the ages that are, let's say, in above 33, because that's usually when awakening starts to happen or we start to question our lives or why things are occurring in a certain way, what is it that we're modeling to our young people? Because they're very distracted by electronics. They're distracted by things such as, you know, what we were shown last night or celebrity or money or all of these accoutrements that everyone is is gunning it and killing it for, you know, they all even the terminology that's used in in business or uh, material ascension is almost violent. Um, what are we modeling to young people and and how do we shift the tide to help our young people realize the need to go inside? rather than creating a narcissistic society that is ever clamoring outside for more and more algae, as you said. Mm-hmm. You know, I think everything is unfolding the way it's supposed to. And I actually, I will not underestimate the wisdom of this generation. I've had the fortune of working with so many young children between the ages of 13 to 20 And they are 10 times smarter than we were, Simran. And they get it. And they see what we're not doing right. And they're like, I'm not going there. Don't forget the the march, the women's march, the children's march, nonviolence. All these children in the United States and around the world, that young poet, these young kids who are all speaking truth to power, the young one for the climate change, Do not underestimate the power of these children. They have the answer. It's sad that we have lost sight as adults to be able to leave behind a legacy for them to model. But perhaps the drama is written that we are supposed to have gotten so distracted that this generation is supposed to put everything together. So I feel like whether they see our example or not, there will be a tribe of young leaders who will put things right. I am so, so certain on that. And there'll be some who will be lost in gaming. They might be lost on the internet and the dark web. They might get lost in pornography or violent shows. And they're playing a part to somehow trigger the work that we are doing and the work that the generation of their kind will do as well. Just like how we inherited, you know, our generation of folks who were in violence or folks who did certain things that were against our values in the same way the generation behind us is going to do the same. I just feel that they are packed with a lot more experience at a younger age than we were. So things will move faster for them. Is there a solution? (laughs) Meditation is the solution, man. And a lot of them are actually into meditation. And a lot of them might not look at meditation as going away in the jungles and putting on a robe anymore. But I've spoken to so many children. They just get together and they'll sit and they'll actually have some meditation 
or they'll work on a project together, or they will turn on a program that inspires them, or they'll just be kids. And there are times when they're not engaged with each other. They are thinking about things. They're thinking about the fact that they don't like the way that they felt when this person spoke the way that they spoke. And some of them are going to address it. They go to the person and they tell them, or they tell their parent, or they tell a counselor, or they go online and they Google how to overcome this feeling. I have seen that with some of the children that are with me. So those are my thoughts because it's a hard one. Um, there's no turning back, Simran. And I'm going to invest in these kids of this generation. They're smart as anything. I'm with you on that. And I believe life has an intelligence that mm. that balances our energies and um, and they will see and choose based on what we have done. Um, I also know that the younger people seem to be steering away from religion and more to spirituality. Do you see a change in that tide? And does that lead people more to meditation and a, a broader expanse of understanding meditation than being associated uh, with simply a religious uh, type of experience? Mm. Well, there have been predictions that after, you know, you'll come to this point where these religious buildings and religious groups and stuff will not be able to really serve the depths of the soul because you can't squeeze God into a religion. And I think as we wisen up and begin to gain more exposure to matters of the world, we realize that our spiritual efforts or our identity or our ability to pull power is within us. And that's accessible anywhere and with any group. So, yes, I do see that the world of religiosity is shaking. And I can only imagine how the candle makers felt when electricity was, <laughs> was mm. invented and discovered, right? Great analogy. So, <laughs> so I think in the same way, um, spirituality, which is the opening of handing over power to the individual, to take charge of their own thinking and feeling and decision making might be, you know, shaking the religious institutions who themselves need to redirect the way that they're offering their messaging at a more spiritual level. You can still go to church, you can still go to your synagogue or your mosque, you don't have to stop going, but include and integrate a more spiritual practice rather than a dogmatic message. You know, by telling people you go to hell if you don't do this, you know, we're already in hell, you know, so what can we do to get out of it? We have to change ourselves. So in order for us to change the world and the way that it is right now, we all have to do the work. And I think this generation is in tune to that and they're seeing it. They're like, well, what has religion done? Look at what people are still fighting I mean, can you imagine our generation had to deal with wearing masks, a pandemic, and now a war that makes no sense between two neighboring countries? They're like, what's happening? You guys Absolutely. are supposed to... Right. So then yes. they are going to tell us, look, you guys have to turn inwards and look at your own selves because your religion isn't working. Right, we'll so continue we'll more of this conversation right after this commercial break. Experience greater depth in your prayerful moments by removing blocks to the process 
and dropping into the essence of pure love. This inner transformation will infuse your daily life with more joy, compassion, maturity, and peace. Meditation will inspire you to open your doorway to the divine. Sister Dr. Jenna is a renowned, trusted spiritual mentor committed to bridging societal divides and building relationships among global influencers in 93 countries. She hosts the popular America Meditating radio show and served as a partner with the Oprah Winfrey Network and values partnerships on the Belief Team. Definitely get your copy of Meditation, Intimate Experiences with the Divine through Contemplative Practices featuring Sister Dr. Jenna and many other powerful authors, including Jean Houston, Reverend Stacy Goforth, Charlie Hogg, Max Tucci, and Ariel Ford. Definitely pick up your copy. You can find out more about Sister Dr. Jenna by going to americameditating.org or brahmakumaris.org. Definitely get your copy of the Om Shanti album featuring Ricky Cage, who has been nominated for a Grammy, and check out all of the classes, meditations, webinars, and meetings. Again, that's americameditating.org and brahmakumaris.org. We'll be right back with more of Sister Jenna. want more more joy more abundance more power and presence how would it feel to have more loving relationships more empowered community greater fulfillment and life purpose the 1111 mastermind community inspires empowers guides and supports transformation shift your mind expand your heart deepen insights let go and chart a new course dream a new dream The 1111 Mastermind Community is an online portal for personal transformation and soulful expansion. Go to courses.1111mag.com. That's courses.1111mag.com. Change begins with you. Let it be simple, convenient, and transformative. The time is now. Step through the 1111 Gateway. Courses.1111mag.com. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. Simron is an award-winning author, publisher of 1111 Magazine, powerful speaker of wisdom, and a life mentor. Find out more at IamSimron.com. Now, back to 1111 Talk Radio. 
Before we get back to Sister Dr. Jenna and her book on meditation, I want to mention my new book series that is releasing this year. The first book, Living, has released. It is a life manual or the beginning of a life manual on the human multidimensional experience of light, shadow, and duality in the times of turbulence for greater peace and presence. There are moments when the human journey can feel like an uphill climb with both ordinary and extraordinary circumstances. But hidden in plain sight are a unique and unconventional set of blessings available to all of us to help navigate our way through. These blessings actually happen repeatedly throughout our lives, and they are part of the way that we grow, we expand, and we come to greater awareness. Living the Seven Blessings of Human Experience is the first of three books in the Self-Realization series, and they are quite powerful. They are different books, different types of books. They are not meant to be read quickly. In fact, I suggest people read only a few lines, maybe a paragraph, or maybe one page a day, and that's it. It is very dense and powerful material that will help to bring you closer to the essence of yourself. My second book being The Seven Illusions That Derail Personal Power, Purpose, and Peace will actually release at the end of May, but it is available for pre-order. The scales of universal justice are rebalancing the elements of crisis, chaos, and dysfunction within our social systems and global structures. By becoming aware of our individual expressions of fear, self-obsession, and separation, there is an opportunity to transcend the human condition and create greater good for all. Being is the second book in the Self-Realization series, and it addresses the seven illusions of social conditioning, including time, duality, money, hierarchy, identity, evolution, and war. I hope that you will start by getting your copy of Living and starting to take a little bit in each day so that by the time being comes out, you can start to support our shift of the global world by deepening into the illusions, the lies, the deceit that you hold about yourself. And what better way to do that than to have the companion of meditation? My book series that are coming out really are meant to only be read a few lines or a paragraph or a page a day. And alongside that, you can partake of other books that help support your process. I highly recommend meditation, intimate experiences with the divine through contemplative practices featuring Sister Dr. Jenna and a slew of other fine individuals that are sharing their experiences of meditation and how their lives have changed. You can find out more about Sister Jenna and all of the work she does through classes, meditations, webinars, and meetings by going to americameditating.org. That's americameditating.org. And also visit brahmakumaris.org. And you will find out so much more about the work that she's been involved in and how she has uh, brought the beautiful wisdom and teachings of the Brahma Kumaris here as well. Welcome back, Sister Jenna. I want to step into a little bit about um, how we move into a practice for someone that, that thinks they don't have one. I love how you begin your section of the book by sharing that we've all been meditating all along. We haven't necessarily known the ways that we've been meditating, and that may actually lessen the angst or uh, deepen the understanding of how this doesn't have to be hard. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think each person is individual, and I think it has to do with where you are in your life right now uh, in terms of what's calling you inside. Everything or every decision that you will make will be coming from some internal thinking process and what feelings those thoughts are giving you at a soul level. And I think if there's a lot of pain or uncertainty, it will perhaps push you to find some form of meditation or reflection or journaling or spiritual practice that will at least get you into that first step of um, helping you to sort out what's going on on the inside. If you've been exposed by meditation or spirituality like I have with my parents, then it's a no-brainer. You know there's always going to be that alternative there. But if you're scared and you're just not feeling safe in opening up yourself to any group, person, or thing, then just take it one day at a time and begin to listen to teachers like Caroline Mace, uh, Jean Houston, who's featured in the book. Um, listen to Simran Singh and some of the things that she offers in her book. Take it day by day until you feel that you can start to trust that your energy will take you to the right teacher. And when you begin to discover yourself through that teacher, then you will begin to develop the confidence to just be your own teacher. And you don't have to be the student of the teacher, but then you can become the companion to the teacher. And that's been my journey in the Brahma Kumaris. And I think that for many of us, we will go through similar journeys. So that will be my advice. You know, I think that so often it's easy to project uh, onto other people. And I'm sure that many of the listeners right now are thinking, oh, well, you know, Sister Jenna, this is her work. She meditates all the time. This is what she talks about. This is what she does. But very few may actually know that you used to be the owner of two nightclubs, that you came from a life that was very different from this. I can't believe you mentioned that one. <laughs> well, you know, I want people to understand that change or, you know, is possible that we can oh transition through life to different things. Oh. You know, I might look like this person that has written all these books and has this radio show, but, you know, all of it was born out of dysfunction. That is where it stemmed from. And so I'd love for you to share a little bit about that transition from the very 3D world, the Miami nightclubs, to becoming Sister Dr. Jenna. (laughs) When I had no responsibility but just to be ignorant, I miss those days. I miss those days not worrying about the deeper things in life and just going, you know, with the flow in some sense. But, but is ignorance really bliss? I don't think Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, I wouldn't recommend it for anyone, but it really is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I think that when I was in my 20s and I was living that life, I loved every minute of it, but... I'm sorry to say, I just got a call. The call came and I actually responded to it. Bob Marley has a, a, a line in his one of his songs. Many are called and few are chosen. I was called and then I chose it. And I think many of us are being called to a higher definition and interpretation of ourselves 
but we are allowing the distraction of bills, family, kids, career, society, time, health, look, genre, gender, um, you know, to get in the way of responding to the call. So, yeah, I was a jet setter. I still am, but in a different term now. I, I do it in a different way. And maybe that's why God's been able to use me the way he has. It's because I don't have a problem with the world. If you are not awake, that's fine with me. If you happen to be awake, that's also fine with me. We're both going to learn something from each other. But what I do recommend, and I mean this with all my heart, it really is time for everyone to start to listen to what their thoughts and their feelings are signaling to them and to stop running away from yourself. You know it. Deep inside of you, there's so much more to you. But when you look at the choices you're making, it's not connecting. And that's where I open the show, Don't Deceive Yourself Anymore. Write down what these thoughts are saying. Talk to someone that you can trust. Get onto the better help. Whatever you have to do, push through that pattern that has you so numb and doesn't want you to do much. Push through it until you open yourself up for change. Now, I know that this book is a beautiful guide. It will introduce individuals to meditation, what it is, different um, practices of meditation, and also the stories of many other individuals. Uh, It's published by sacredstories.com. It's part of their Common Sentience series uh, that is a series of many wonderful books that are done in this way. But Sister Jenna, I'm sure many people that have listened to you today have resonated with your voice, the things that you've said, the profound truths that you have shared, that they may want to access something that you are doing. Can you share a little bit more about how you work with people, share about America Meditating's radio show, uh, all the different things that you do so that individuals can um, be drawn to the teacher that has appeared if they feel resonant? Oh, thank you. I think that um, your soul knows who to resonate with. I think when you just, when you pause for a little bit, your intuition will tell you if this is someone I I can trust or I can feel safe with. And each teacher will will help to support um, the part of you that is your strongest. So it's not that one teacher isn't good or you go, oh, I don't like that one. I'd rather have Sister Jen as my teacher. No, it's just that your soul is ready to resonate with the energy that that teacher is offering you. So, you know, if anybody wants, you know, to participate in some of my teachings of Raj Yoga Meditation, they just have to go on to my website. None of the programs that I offer, we charge. Everything is free. And, of course, we have donations for our nonprofits, the America Meditating Podcast, and to our meditation museum here locally in the Washington, D.C. area. But globally, where the Brahma Kumari is concerned, there are consistent online programs that are being offered for free. For anybody who feels like what they felt through this interview could be transformative for them, then do it. But I'd also like to thank you, Simran, for your love, your wisdom, your ability to just tune right into what is real and what is the right thing to to be for you and the way you've always been so authentic 
I've loved that ever since the first day we've met. And I thank you for your love and your guidance and your sistership and um, your strength. Mm, mm, well, we are mutual admirers of one another. I'm, I'm certain of that. Contemplate the intimate journey of coming home to yourself as Dr. Sister Dr. Jenna and the sacred storytellers share their true personal stories about meditation as a gateway into the mystical. Learn how listening to your inner silence can help you overcome life obstacles, reclaim your spiritual power, and immerse in the presence of the divine. I invite you to explore more of Sister Jenna's offerings. Uh, go to americameditating.org. Go to brahmakamaris.org. Get in touch with the different things that she does uh, because they are quite powerful, and she is a powerful presence on our planet doing such good works. Thank you, Sister Jenna, for being with me. Until next week, I am Simran, in love, of love, with love, and as love. Be well. Thank you for opening your mind to a new reality, your heart to greater compassion, and your experience of aliveness with 1111 Talk Radio. Join host Simron next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern Time to step through the gateway of conscious living here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember, you are not on the journey. You are the journey.